0: This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. The Voluntary Principle states that all human relations should happen by mutual consent or not at all. This podcast aims to promote respect for the voluntary principle in all walks of life and for all age groups. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Everything Voluntary. Do you wonder whether or not you should spank your children? Then read my third book, No Hitting, a short guide on why spanking is unnecessary. You may download the book for free at everythingvoluntary.com or purchase it in paperback at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, Before we start the episode, I want to invite you to join me as a featured guest. I'd love to chat and get to know you and give you this platform to bounce your ideas around. To schedule, go to the main website at everythingvoluntary.com. On the right-hand side, there's a link to schedule with me immediately. Click that link, select a day and time, answer the questions, and submit. That's all it takes. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's January 7th, 2021. In this episode, I'm going to scroll through uh, the top weekly entries to Shit Statists Say. Let's see if anything jumps out. I think so. Here's the first one. Let me open this up. All right. It's a... I don't know if it's a tweet or what, but it's originally shared to the political humor subreddit, and it's by somebody named Nathan H. Rubin, who is, I guess, a member of the U.S. Democratic Socialists, and he wrote, millennials don't hear socialism and think about the Soviet Union or the Cold War. We hear socialism and think about Canada, Switzerland, healthcare, social security, affordable college, and affordable housing. Big generational difference. I guess my first question to Mr. Rubin would be: um, Okay, I understand what you're saying. I get it. You hear socialism, you think one thing, and somebody else uh, probably hears socialism and thinks something different. So let me ask you this: Do you condemn the Soviet Union? Do you condemn communist China? Do you condemn Cuba? Do you condemn North Korea? Do you condemn? Uh, do you condemn the socialism? that your parents and grandparents, under as they understood it, do you condemn that? Do you condemn Stalin and Lenin and Karl Marx and Adolf Hitler and Mussolini and Mao Zedong and Che Guevara? Do you condemn everything your parents and grandparents see as socialism? That would be my question to Mr. Rubin. That would be my first question to Mr. Rubin. My second question would be, why do you... Why do you think about Canada and Switzerland when when you hear socialism? Why do you how do you define socialism? What is socialism to you? This is the trouble I ran into with Richard Wolfe. That when you bring up socialism's past, he totally dismisses it as irrelevant and says, we have new directions in socialism now. And what socialism is is just worker cooperatives, right? So that's, that's the question to, to Mr. Wolf. Do you condemn those attempts? Okay. Look, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll say those aren't necessarily socialism, but they are attempts at socialism. Do you condemn them? Or would you have been there on day one pushing for everything they were pushing for? And only after they failed miserably, would you then condemn them? So, you know, it, it, at some point it becomes a semantic debate, right? At some point you have to say, "Okay, look, here's what happened. Here's how it happened. What what people called it I guess doesn't matter. Here's what happened. Here are the facts. Do you condemn it or not? Is this what you believe in or not?" Right? Call it whatever you want. Call it socialism, call it marxism, call it state capitalism, call it soviet state-based dictatorship capital. I don't know. Call it whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter. Do you condemn what they tried to do or not? Because they didn't just go around trying to set up peacefully worker cooperative enterprises. They didn't. They used violence and they murdered millions of people. And they displaced millions of people. And they made life horrible for everyone under their jurisdictions. That's that's the story that we're told by these people who lived through it, by everybody who lived through it. And it's a story we're told by historians and economists who look at the data on it. And by the way, I'm a millennial. And when I hear socialism, I don't think about Canada and Switzerland and healthcare and social security and affordable college and affordable housing. I think about everything I just described. The horror, the shitshell, the murder, the democide, and the genocide. So you don't, you don't speak for millennials, Mr. Rubin. But hey, you know... If all you want is Canada, if all you want is Scandinavia, if all you want is Denmark, or I guess Switzerland, <laughs> I've never heard Switzerland put in that list, but whatever, then we can talk. But, but what Mr. Rubin, what you should do, okay, don't just say everybody else is wrong because they don't hear socialism the way that you do. Why don't you understand what they mean when they're freaking out at the word socialism? Why are you freaking out at socialism? What is socialism to you? Okay, and they're going to tell you it's, it's, you know, it's the Soviet Union. It's all of these horrible things. And then you can say, wow, I condemn all of that stuff. That's all absolutely horrible. It's not what I want. If that's socialism to you, then fuck socialism. What I want is something different. I call it socialism, but you might not. That's okay. It doesn't matter what we call it. Again, it doesn't matter. Here's what we want, and then we can talk about it. All right. Let's find another one. All right. Here's the next one. Um, it was shared by somebody named German Jew. Sorry. That last one was originally shared by BC Money Man um, in the shit status say subreddit. And then it linked over to the political humor subreddit where it was shared by Esperat. Anyway, this is just a picture of a quote. I don't know what platform it's from. It looks like it's from Reddit based on the iconography. And he's talking about teachers. And they he says, or she says, A national strike seems in order. (laughs) I don't know when this is from. It's time that teachers stood up to their states and just said no. And while they're at it, a 20% pay raise is in order. Of course, we would have to raise taxes, which as an American, I am for. It's an investment in our children. Well, my biggest complaint with this is not um, the statist entitlement. It's this idea that putting money in schools is any sort of investment in our children. An investment in your children would be taking them out of school, would be getting them as far away from school, government school, schools, and the school system and schooling as an institution as possible. School and schooling is bad for children. It's a prison of the body and it's a prison of the mind. Children don't need school. Parents need school because school serves as a daycare, a a Less expensive alternative to daycare, let's put it that way, right? Everybody pays for it in their taxes, blah, 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 but they're not paying hundreds and hundreds of extra dollars a week in actual daycare. So it's it's much cheaper and they're paying for it anyway, right? I pay for somebody's school. My kids don't go to school, but I pay for it in my property taxes. But school is, is you know, other than abusing our kids and hitting our kids, school is the, the next worst thing for them. I believe. So that's that's my biggest problem with this. Okay. Now, I think that all teachers should go on strike and then school would end. <laughs> so I agree. A national strike seems in order. Teachers should strike for child welfare. <laughs> uh, but this bit, it's time that teachers stood up to their states <laughs> and just said no. Yes. Just say no and go home. This is this is really – uh, this is one of those read the rooms, dude. Parents are – Hiss that they've had to keep their kids at home for a year, (laughs) right? And teachers don't want to reopen schools because it's dangerous. And now you're saying, (laughs) now you're saying they should strike and ask for a twenty percent raise, right? It's like read the room. That's not going to happen. But in any event, most teachers are part of a union, and it's it's supposedly the the union's job to fight for the teachers. The unions try to get as much as they can. But a big problem with the whole system is that it's compulsory, okay? Funding for teachers does not come from willing customers. It does not come from earned revenue as, a, as, a, as it would for a private business. It comes through compulsion, coercion, right? I'm, I, you know, great. You, quote, as an American, fine, would pay more, would would gladly have your taxes raised. Great. You know what you should do? You should start a fundraiser. You should put in bunch of your money and you should get everybody else who feels like you do to put in money and then you can hand that over to the teachers union with the directive to to, to disperse it among the faculty right you could do that it sounds like hard work you probably don't want to do it you probably just want to outsource your grievance to the state to just coerce everybody else to 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 meet your preference right that's that's what government is to you government is just Government's supposed to do whatever we want them to do. And whatever we want them to impose on other people. That's what government's for. It's to impose our will on others. All right, let's find another one. All right, this this is um this is somebody uh commenting. This was originally shared by somebody named Ping Pong Playa sixty nine four twenty. Nice. And it comes out of unpopular opinion, but it's a comment. The original post just says the biggest cause of poverty is a lack of intelligence, not a lack of other forms of privilege. And anyway, this is a comment somebody named Word Smith with three F's, 2991. And they've been downvoted pretty seriously, but I'm going to let them know I'm talking about them. And they say the biggest cause of poverty is greed. Shouldn't matter what a person's intelligence level is, there shouldn't be anyone living in poverty. If a goal it's a goal that could easily be achieved if people weren't so damn greedy and selfish yes jeff bezos i'm talking to you <laughs> so jeff bezos is greedy and is the cause of anybody anybody's poverty who happens to be in poverty never mind that greedy fat capitalist entrepreneur pigs like jeff bezos are the ones responsible for lowering the worldwide poverty rate from 80% over 100 years ago, whatever it was, to 8% today. And of course, it's the, it's the greedy, fat capitalist entrepreneur pigs that locked down the country in 2020, which actually will increase that poverty rate from 8% to 9%, thereby having the effect of killing over 100 million people. It's all Jeff Bezos's fault. The biggest cause of poverty is greed. When people say stuff t- like this, I like to I like to I like to acknowledge I like to to say, "Look, Jeff Bezos, he's a greedy fat capitalist pig. Let's agree on that, but then let's look at the facts of what has happened over the last hundred years through the efforts of greedy fat capitalist pigs. I'll agree with you that Jeff Bezos is a greedy fat capitalist pig, but let's look at the facts. What has Jeff Bezos done as a greedy fat capitalist entrepreneur? Pig, what has he done? He made buying books on the internet simple and easy, and he expanded from there. Nobody had a gun pointed at their head and said, Go to Amazon.com and buy a book, or I will shoot you. No, people said, Look, I heard about this Amazon thing, let's check it out. Wow, they got these books. This book I want, I don't have to shower, I don't have to get dressed, I don't have to get in my car, drive to a bookstore walk around, try to find what a book I'm looking for, buy it, and come home. I don't have to do that because I don't need the book today. I could wait a few days for the book. Here it is for this price. I'll get it in a week, add a little shipping. I'm going to buy it here. And then I'm going to move on with my day. Instead of spending an hour, an hour and a half to go do this activity, I spent five minutes. I just got an hour and 25 minutes of my life to do something else. How much better off am I? And then they bought a second book one day, and then a third. And then they started buying other products that became available. And then Jeff Bezos says, you know what? If people spend so much money in, in, in one checkout, we're going to give them free shipping. You spend $35, you get free shipping. Wow, I'm at $30, but I'm going to have to spend 5 bucks in shipping. I may as well grab another item and get free shipping. Brilliant. So you, people ended up buying more. And then he came out with Amazon Prime and said, "You spend 99 dollars a year. You get free two-day shipping. Whoa, two days. Holy shit. Jeff Bezos hasn't, to my knowledge, committed a crime in act of aggression, as a fat capitalist, entrepreneur- billionaire pig thug, hasn't committed a crime against anybody else. He's simply offered goods and services in a convenient way, and people have willingly and voluntarily traded with him making him the richest man in the world. He's rich because of my decision to purchase at Amazon. He's rich because of your decision, wordsmith2991, probably to shop at Amazon. Jeff Bezos is not rich because he stole it from anybody. He's not rich because, he's not rich because he's a fat capitalist, thug, pig, man bear. He's rich in spite of being a fat capitalist, pig, thug, man bear, stupid asshole. So let's all agree that Jeff Bezos is a horrible person. He's a fat capitalist, big thug, penguin-killing monster. Okay, let's all agree that's what he is, but let's acknowledge that he got rich by serving his fellow man. And that's how you eliminate poverty, by serving others. Okay, poverty has been reduced through the actions of asshole pig, fat capitalist motherfuckers like Jeff Bezos over the last 150, 200 years. So it seems to me like we need more assholes like Jeff Bezos, not less. All right. The next one is shared by Reddit Speech Censor. (laughs) Um, And he shares it from a subreddit called Anti-Work. Well, who's not anti-work? Come on. And this is a comment um, on some other post, but it's by somebody named Neon Depression. And they write, there wouldn't be any value without labor, period. The worker has to create it for there to be any wealth whatsoever. Property is inherently theft. Property inherently is theft. By expropriating the means of production from the community that uses and requires it, you alienate and exploit them to create surplus. This surplus is allowed to be stolen by private owners and is lauded by Thatcher-Reagan brains as moral when it's anything but. There is no such thing as a free market when people are forced to work in order to live. That's called coercion. Jesus Christ, where do I begin? Let's begin at the end. There's no such thing as a free market when people are forced to work in order to live. That's called coercion. This is the number one mistake made by these these kind of people. They believe that because if I don't work, I don't eat. And if I don't eat, then I die. That work must be coercive, and it's it's hard to argue with that because it is in a in a sense it is coercive. But who right? Who or what is doing the coercing? Is an employer who accepts your label in exchange for their money, their wealth? Who accepts it at your request? Are they the ones coercing you? Are they the ones that saying if you don't work with me, I will kill you? Right. This is this is the the switch that happens. Employers aren't saying, if you don't work for me, I will kill you. The nature of things. Let's, let's, uh, let's incorporate it. Let's, let's make it corporeal. Let's say Mother Nature. Okay. Mother Nature is natural laws, the nature of things. It's the universe. She's the universe. She's nature. Okay. Mother Nature says, if you don't put food in your body, I will, I will kill you. If you don't give yourself energy, you will wither and die. Mother Nature, and I've written, <laughs> I've written this before, Mother Nature is a bitch for doing that. But what, what can we do about it? What can we do about Mother Nature saying you've got to eat or die? Right? Do we, do we go on Reddit and we write anti work screeds about how mother, mother Nature is a bitch? We can. Is that going to feed us? No, it's not. Probably not. What we can do is we can, we can, we can look out in the world and we can find food. Okay, there's some trees over there that Mother Nature grew. Nobody else seems to, nobody else seems to be claiming this tree. I'm going to walk up to this tree and I'm going to start picking fruit from it. Right. And then I'm going to nourish this tree so that it continues to give me fruit. This is now my tree. I have the best claim to it. And this tree gives me food. Yeah, Mother Nature coerced me into appropriating the tree or the grove of trees or the field in which I can now plant the seeds from whatever and grow new food. But nobody else is involved at this point i'm now feeding myself how ingenious am i i am overcoming mother nature's coercion she wants me dead i don't want to be dead i'm going to use what she provides to keep my excuse me excuse me to keep myself alive but let's say i'm i'm born and i grow up in a house where somebody else you know works for it all provides it for me and I grow up and now I'm 16 years old and I want more than what my, what my parents who probably treat me like a slave, uh, will give me. And they're allowing me to find a job and to work. Maybe I could work for them and they'll throw me a bit more cash than they do. I could do chores for them. They don't, obviously they don't have to. Why should they have to? They're just another person. So, you know, I go out into the world and I look for somebody who has a need that I hope I can fill. Okay, nobody at this point is, other than nature, is putting a gun to my head saying, you need to go work. Maybe it's, maybe when I'm 18, my parents are going to stop providing basic sustenance for me. And now I'm not working for, you know, new video games. Now I'm working for food, right? Like me personally, I I, I work... So that I can, I can buy the things I want, which includes food for me. It includes food for my wife. It includes food for my kids. It includes this house, it includes all of our stuff. It includes our electricity, our gas, our water. I could, I could, if all I were working for, <laughs> if all I were working for, um, was just bare sustenance. And I see a lot of people living downtown on the sidewalk who stay alive on bare sustenance. They don't have jobs. They don't need them. Their costs are extremely low, right? 95% of my job is just above what I need to live. And that's probably true for this guy. And it's probably true for most people, especially here in the first world, right? If you're making over $30,000 a year, you are in the top 1% of the world of income earners. It might be 35000 So congratulations, you're the rich, okay? There are people in the world that live on less than a dollar a day, and they live, Right? they don't have the the comforts that we do but they're alive so maybe a dollar maybe a dollar worth of what you get is the result of coercion but the rest is not right maybe we can agree on that i don't think i have to because i think that's ridiculous but whatever so this idea of i don't know by property isn't in, is inherently theft well that's ridiculous it's a ridiculous thing to say i mean i get i get why Prudeau originally wrote it because for him, property was something that was taken by the state and given to the connected elites. That, that was you know that was what property was. That was the source of a lot of people's property. And in that case, that was the result of theft. I get that. But the idea of original appropriation, of homesteading, of trade, of exchange, of private property is not inherently theft. and, and, and to use the word, to use the concept of theft presupposes, a theory of property rights. You can't talk about theft. You can't talk about stealing. You can't talk about aggression. You can't talk about crime without presupposing some theory of property rights. So this guy uses theft, but he doesn't define what theft is. He doesn't explain his theory of property rights so that we can examine it to see if it holds any water. It probably doesn't. It's probably of the order of, if I need it, I should be allowed to take it from you. Never mind you have the better claim to it. Never mind you appropriated it out of nature or you traded for it. And there's record of that. Never mind that you have a better claim to it. If I need it based on my own judgment, I should be allowed to just take it from you. That's probably this guy's quote theory, brilliant theory of property rights. And the, the other problem, the one he starts with is this idea that there isn't any value without labor. That's simply not true. I value a lot of things, right? If I find... If I find an apple tree somewhere and I see apples on it and I'm hungry, I value those apples, but there's no labor around, right? Nobody, nobody labored to create that. It took energy from the universe. Sure. But it didn't, there was no quote labor. And I value that people value things. And somebody, somebody could work really hard, a really long time on something and everybody else values it for not, right? I could spend 10 hours making what I think is this beautiful painting and then I try to sell it, and nobody wants it. Everybody thinks it's the worst thing they've ever seen, and I can't sell it. Is is the universe robbing me of my labor, of the surplus whatever, because I can't sell my painting that I spent 10 man hours on? Obviously not. The argument's absurd. All right, that's going to be it. Do we need to review? Yeah, let me look over what I got. Close my I like doing it that way rather than finding these and then recording, just just starting at the top and see what catches my eye. I don't have to sit here and spend 10, 15, 20 minutes preparing it. It's kind of demotivating when I do that. I like to just sit down, hit record, and just go. Um, Okay, so Switzerland is socialism. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Teachers need to strike. I agree with that. Jeff Bezos is why uh, people are poor. Okay. And property is theft. And, uh, there's no such thing as a free market because, you know, if we don't, if we don't work, if we don't trade, if we don't exchange, if we don't participate, then we die. It's hard to argue with that, right? Who's, who's the villain here though? Is it the fat capitalist pig thugs, Jeff Bezos of the world? No, it's mother nature. That's obvious. So let's stop being dumb. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, please remember, don't hurt people. Don't take their stuff. Don't ask permission and have a better day. Please send your comments and questions to everythingvoluntary at gmail.com. Please consider supporting this podcast in everythingvoluntary.com by setting up an automatic monthly donation at patreon.com forward slash EBC. One-time donations are also accepted at paypal.me forward slash everythingvoluntary. Will you do us a big favor? Will you rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening from? That really helps. And one more thing, please share the podcast with your friends. We really appreciate it.